Matt Croissant. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcasts. I'm Stephen Hedges. In this week's episode, we meet Adam Millerchip, special needs teacher from Wolverhampton. And as we'll find out, Adam's story is very much a Welsh one as he begins telling us himself. Very warm welcome to the CC4 Museum of Welsh Cricket Podcast, uh, uh, Adam Millerchip. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. Let's begin by a bit about you. Where were you born and brought up, uh, Adam? So I was born in Newport, South Wales, originally from the small village of Killian. Lovely village, lovely family. Really enjoyed going through my school years. And sporting interest in the family? Yeah, definitely huge. My dad played cricket, not at any sort of good level, but he played for like the local cricket team. And he would always take me to watch um, football. I'm a big Cardiff City fan. So we'd always go and watch Cardiff City when I was younger. And that's kind of my first memory of sport was probably football and um, with my dad. But yeah, wherever, always in the garden, always in the house playing, playing with a ball, any sort of shape ball, rugby, football, cricket, we were always busy playing. Uh, I've got an older brother as well, Nathan, who's five years older than me. So he was kind of my inspiration growing up as such in a sporting aspect because he was in a lot of the, the teams that I wanted to be in. And I went to watch him play cricket and football and rugby. So whenever me and my mates after school would always go and play in the street or to the field and play some sort of football or cricket or rugby. So yes, it's a big passion of mine and I love watching it, love playing it and, and always have done. And who were the who were the Cardiff City players that were your um, heroes in those days? Um, so it's kind of probably the mid-2000s. So we were looking at Michael Chopra, Jay Bothroyd, Peter Whittingham, uh, Roger Johnson. But yeah, probably from a striker point of view, Michael Chopra, I think, was always my favourite. When he came to Cardiff, he was in, in great form. Um, nearly got us promotion. Um, probably him and Michael Chopper were my two favourites. What about playing for you? When did you start playing and, and what was your first sport that you played? Uh, so my first sport was, was cricket. and I, my, I don't remember. My mum and dad told me I started having a bat in my hand when I was kind of three or four years old, just messing around in the garden with my, with my older brother. I went to Newport Cricket Club where I did all um, where I played cricket. I remember some very early memories of, of playing and, and training and just having fun, sort of four, five, six, seven years old. But yeah, that was kind of my, my first sport and my first passion was cricket. We used to just play all the time. So winter, obviously, you have nets and training. And as a kid, you play little sort of short five-a-side, six-a-side six games in, in indoors. And then moving outside in the summer, we used to be training lots and just watching watching the men play on a Saturday. Um, so I always remember being surrounded by cricket and, and, and loving the game from a, from a very early age. And who do you remember from Newport Cricket Club? Who were the people that were either coaching you or were around in the first 11 then that you were looking up to as, as local cricketers? So the coaches, um, Mike and Dave Knight, who I think are still coaching there to this day. They've, they've been coaching there forever, I think. <laughs> um, so them two and Paul Morris, the three of them were kind of the main coach at Newport Cricket Club and also around the first team at the, at the same time. We had the likes of Ian Thomas, who... Played used to play for Morgan as a Newport boy, and he was in the first team when, when I was a young child. And uh, Michael Clayden, I think he still plays for Newport right now, but he was he was in around the first team when I was growing up, and, and Gary Wood. But yeah, they're probably the kind of the main four or five that I think are still in around and still work at the club now. Not a bad and, list. And yes, Michael Dave are still there, very yeah. busy as always. <laughs> Working um, hard as always there. Yes, indeed. Uh, always there, aren't they? And you had some successes at Newport. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your age grade successes and also a big success with the club itself? Yes, I, 
at age group level, we were a very, very strong team. Right from, I can remember, kind of under 11 up to under 18. I think we only lost two, I can remember, only remember losing two games. There we had likes of Imran, Najaf, uh, Max Scar, Josh Aston, Tom Cleave, Lee Watkins. I've probably missed a few out as well, who we all played for Wales at the time. We were all international players. Um, so to have seven international players playing for a club at age group was just unheard of, really. We were lucky enough at under 13 level to win the British Cup. So we went to Oakham School. We won, well, first of all, we won the Welsh Cup, then we won the um, sort of regional cup. And then we went on to the British final where there was us and seven teams. And um, we won all all seven games. And, and it wasn't like a knockout, it was a, a league table. So you played everyone. And then we won all our games. And yeah, we eventually British champions in 2013, which was... Was that like a festival of cricket, like a week long or... Um... Yeah, so I, th- I've, I think it's four days. So you play two games a day. I think if I remember, I think Joss Butler played. I can't remember who he played for at the time, what club it was, but he was there. He played, he's the same age as me, I believe. Obviously, at the time, we had no idea kind of who he was, only 13. So, But he was there. So we played against some top players. And so it was an incredible, incredible team I played in. And and it must have been being, quite an experience as well to travel away and to stay overnight for several nights and, and play so much cricket in such a concentrated kind of format. Yeah, it was. And again, it was, it was spending time with the mates. They're kind of the best memories I have of 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 growing up was going on tours with cricket and with my mates and so we, we, I was lucky to have a very very good bunch of friends and really really good standard cricketers as well and it was just yeah it was just fun playing cricket and being the final we got had quite a good crowd there there's was, was lots of people watching us so it was very nerve-wracking as well but yeah it was fantastic and some some amazing memories and you progressed to the senior side and experienced some success 2008 so winning the Welsh Cup Yes. So um, we won the Welsh Cup at Abergavenny. We qualified for the final and we we got smashed. We should not have won the game. I can't remember the scores, but we bowled first and oh, I can't remember what they got. They got a decent score. About 177, I think, according but... to the, the link that you sent me. <laughs> and um, we batted terribly. I think I can't, I can't remember. We, we lost four or five wickets very quickly and we were in no, no position to win. But then, yeah, me and um, Joe Thompson came in, sort of mid, mid lower order, and it just kind of clicked. We started picking up runs. We were taking quick singles and and getting lucky as well. And me and Joe had a fantastic partnership, and we slowly, as, a, as the overs went over, kind of got closer and closer and closer. And it came down to the final over, and yeah, I just remember hitting hitting the winning runs, and it was an incredible, incredible game. It was a very probably my best memory of of cricket i was man the match that game as well so yeah i was only probably like 17 16 17 so i was still rel- relatively young and to be in a, a senior team and and come out as the, as the welsh finals man of the match and i think that's the first time and the only time newport have ever won the welsh cup so it was an incredible experience and one i'll never forget and you were nine wickets down i think is that right it was the last last wicket stand that got you through yeah if i remember i think one of our players broke i think tom roberts was it Joe, his brother, broke his finger in the field. So he went for a catch or a, a stop, a dive and stop, and he, he broke his finger. So he obviously didn't bat. So we were nine down, but technically we, we were 10 down because um, he he didn't bat. So it was our last wicket. And yeah, me and Joe just managed to stay in and just pick up singles and just slowly get the scoreboard ticking over. And so we took some risky singles and, and, and got lucky a few times, but what an incredible day, an incredible experience. Again, there was quite a few people watching as well. So it's always um, 
something I look back on very fondly. You've always been a club cricketer. What about in your working life, uh, Adam? What, what job have you done? What job do you do? So I'm a teacher. So I, I teach in a special needs school. So I've taught in two special needs schools, one in Shrewsbury and now where I currently work in Wolverhampton. The current, my current school is a school for autistic children. So again, that's always been a big passion of mine. Ever since I've left university, I've gone straight into teaching special needs. It's a fantastic, fantastic job and something I'm, I'm very passionate about and something I really, really enjoy doing. Um, the students here are incredible students. So all the students here are autistic. They all have their very individual kind of personalities and individual characteristics, which which makes it very fun and no days the same. Can you explain a little bit about autism? I appreciate it's very different for each individual, but can you give us a sort of an overall picture of, of um, you know, what issues there are for people who have that diagnosis? Yeah, of course, as you said, there's autism is um, well known as kind of a spectrum. So no two autistic people are the same. So that you can meet two autistic people and they would be completely different, completely opposite to each other. I suppose to kind of stereotype autism, they may struggle with kind of communication, social communication, uh, social situations can be quite challenging for them. A lot of sensory needs, so they may struggle with sound or lights or tastes and smell. The current school that you're at, you've developed or you've initiated um, a podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the background to that? Yes, so as you said, we've started the TWS Sports Podcast, which stands for our school, Technowood School. So the TWS Sports Podcast was kind of brought about during during lockdown, really. A few of the members of staff started listening to more podcasts and enjoying podcasts. And then we just came together one day, me and the head teacher. We were talking about how we could make our children's education better and different. And the idea of a podcast came about. Um, so podcasting, as you know, kind of reduces social interaction because we do ours via, via Zoom. So you're not physically talking to the person. You, you can't physically kind of interact and, and be with them. So it kind of reduces that anxiety for our students. And all our questions are prepared and stuff. So it reduces the children's worry of, of kind of what to say or how to answer because we're in control of the questions. So we came up with this idea of sports. Um, a few of our, quite a few of our students have an interest and a passion for sport. So we thought, well, why not try and do a sports podcast? And then the idea of getting guests on and speaking to them came about. And initially it was, we weren't quite sure because it's not easy getting guests on the podcast, especially sportsmen and women. But we went for it and we tried. We were lucky enough to know a few local footballers who played for Wolverhampton or, and a few other local kind of celebrities and sports people. So it started with that. And I think back in, in May last year, so back in May 2021, we started. So we've nearly been going a year. And it's kind of just snowballed. From what started off as quite a small local podcast with a few local guests on has quickly turned into kind of a global success, really. We've, we've had people from Australia, America, um, a few people in France and other places in Europe. So it's been a, a very quickly snowballed into quite a global success, which is incredible. And we cover a wide range of sports. So we've had footballers, rugby, cricket, uh, snooker players, WWE wrestlers, boxers, golfers, and probably a few, other, a few Olympians. So it's kind of snowballed into, into a huge success, which is, which is incredible, really. Do you want to give us um, a list of names of some of the people that you've interviewed? Yeah, I can do so. Um, so probably our most famous one was maybe Sir Clive Woodward. 
won the Rugby World Cup with with England in 2003. So from a rugby point of view, we spoke we've spoken to um, Will Greenwood, Shane Williams, James Hook, David Campesi, uh, John Eels. From a football point of view, we spoke to England goalkeeper Joe Hart, uh, Matt Letizia, and then probably cricket's probably been our most successful. Really, we've spoken to Nasser Hussein, Michael Atherton, uh, David Lloyd, Matthew Hoggard, Monty Panesar, Bob Key. Steve Waugh, Matthew Hayden, and Manus Labashin, maybe one or two others as well that I've missed out. But so we've spoke to really, really big names, some like Premiership footballers, World Cup winners, um, world champions. We've just done a podcast this morning with Steve Davis, six-time snooker world champion. So yeah, the range of guests that we're getting is is incredible, really, and we're we're so lucky to have these these fantastic guests. Um, and again, last week we spoke to Paddy McGuinness. Although he's not a sportsman as such, he, um, he's got three autistic children and his wife's autistic. So we wanted to get him on the podcast from a kind of autism point of view. And he's also a big sports fan. He, he hosts Question of Sport. Um, he's a big Bolton Wanderers football fan. So we spoke to him about sport as well, but we had him on the podcast to kind of talk about his family and talk about autism. And he was very open and honest about autism and spoke to us very well and, and very openly about kind of his family and his situation, which was incredible. And how have the pupils uh, responded and been involved in the whole process? Have they, well, I'm assuming they've got lots and lots out of it, but do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, they've loved it. I think initially, as I was, we were a bit nervous and a bit kind of sceptical about how it would how it would happen. But we've had a number of students who host the podcast. I think we've had five or six now who have taken part throughout the, the 10 months and their progression is just phenomenal. I think the best thing for people to do is listen to maybe episode one and episode, I think we're on episode 30 or 31 now. And you can just hear in the, the boys or the students' voices their confidence and their communication skills developing. When we first started the podcast, it was very scripted. So, and it was mainly probably 90% me kind of writing the questions, thinking the questions, talking. But now, if you listen to a current podcast, it's 95% the boys. So I, I'm not involved in the podcast anymore. In terms of the interview, I just sit in the back and, and watch the boys or the students do all the questions. The only way I might help is, is to think of a few questions if, if the students are struggling. But what we tend to do is we'll think of a, we'll have a guest who's coming on the following week and we'll get together the week before and we'll search on Wikipedia, we'll search on Google, think of some questions to ask this this person, write them all down and then the students go away, practice the questions. And then uh, when it comes to the interview, the two students, we have two each week doing it, will we'll ask all the questions. I think what the students have learned very well is to go off topic, off the questions. I think at the start, the boys or students would, would read the questions and, and that would be it. But now they're learning to, if the guest says something that isn't maybe related to a question or is a bit off topic, they're very good at following up with a question or following up something that isn't written down. So it makes it more, more natural. So yeah, the boys have, have been fantastic and, and learned lots of skills as well as you know, with, with podcasting, they have to do all the editing side of things and the technology side of things, which they're doing a little bit at the moment. That's kind of my next task is to try and get them more involved with the editing side of it. But yeah, the skills that they've learned and the achievements that we have got from this podcast has, have been incredible. And have you, had any interesting moments with guests um we interviewed rugby player will greenwood and midway in the conversation he he tells us he, his daughter's autistic so that was a bit of a shock because 
we just presumed he, if he did, he would tell us at the start of the interview or, or let us know. But yeah, he told us and he opened up quite a lot about his daughter, which was, we weren't expecting that at all because I had no idea he had autistic children. Some of the highlights, probably David Lloyd Bumble. He was just, he's exactly what you see on TV. He was so funny. Told lots of jokes, lots of great stories. Sang Sweet Caroline with us. Um, recalled lots of great stories from when he was a coach, talking about the likes of Darren Goff and Freddie Flintoff and all these kind of top players. Um, yeah, he was probably personally, from my point of view, maybe he was he was a highlight for me anyway. Um, the boys might say or would say differently, but yeah, we've had lots of lots of great guests. It must have been amazing for someone like yourself, a, 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 a sports mad Welshman, to to have the opportunity to listen to some of these great uh, sporting superstars talk to the boys. Yeah, definitely. And, and as you mentioned, from a, a Welsh point of view, we spoke to to Shane Williams. And growing up for me, Shane was my rugby idol as such. He was um, kind of such such a, a good player and such a an impactful player and scored hundreds of tries throughout his career. Um, so the people chat chat to Shane about all the Six Nations and the Lions tour that he's beat Lions tours that he has been on it was incredible. Um, and a bit further back, we spoke to um, Yian Evans. So again, my dad talks a lot about Yian Evans and what a great player he was in like the eighties and nineties. So to have the opportunity to speak to to Yian and Shane, who are I believe are the top two or they were or the top two Welsh try scores of all time. So yeah, from a Welsh point of view, they're probably our two standout rugby ones as well which is incredible and i'm guessing that there have been some really nice ripples responses within the school both from the pupils and also you know members of staff and other pupils that maybe not involved but like to hear about what's happening in the podcast and the people that are talking to you yeah definitely our staff and students are fantastic and we'll always go up to the students and ask them about their recent podcast or who they got next in the podcast or we try and release little sort of two or three minute visual clips of our podcast as well that we upload to our social media and YouTube. And quite often the staff will will watch them with the students in class and talk about who the sportsman or woman is and chat a little bit about their career. So yeah, it's spreading out a lot across the school. So all our parents are kind of involved and engaged with the podcast, which is amazing. We've had lots of feedback from, from our local community, but also all around the world. We we have social media, um, TWS Sports Podcast on social media. So we get messages on our Facebook and, and Twitter saying, oh, we just listened to your episode with Nasser Hussein. Like, we really love the episode. Students are doing a great job interviewing him. Um, we can really hear the development of the students over the over the episodes. So yeah, we, we get lots of really, really nice positive comments and lots of the schools within the city of Wolverhampton support us as well. And, and we'll send us our students messages so which which is fantastic and we're also in a lucky position that we've um, been shortlisted for a sports podcast award as well so again that's fun for a podcast that's been going sort of nine ten months to be nominated for a global sports podcast award in the best social impact category is just a phenomenal achievement for for the students but yeah it's, it's a sports podcast award which is recognized globally i believe there are kind of 16 16 categories ranging from different sports and um, different kind of sports news. We were in the best social and equality category. Yeah, fingers crossed. I've been, we've been all over social media trying to get all our friends and parents and everything to vote for us. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed. We'll find out in, in three weeks. But we were up against lots of 
great podcast. The BBC had a podcast in our category. Um, one was hosted by the Olympics, was in our category. So yeah, some tough competition, but you never know. And plans for the future with the podcast? Are you? Uh, what are the current sort of plans that you have? Um, so we are very well um, in a good position with our podcast. We record ours quite a lot in advance. So we, I think we've got eight or nine podcasts that have already been recorded. So we've released every Tuesday. So we've got a good eight or nine weeks of podcasts kind of ready to go. I mentioned Shane Williams and Yain Evans there. They're, they haven't been released yet. I think they're going to be released over the next sort of, two or three, four weeks. At one stage, I know the guests will will dry up. Um, but as long as we're getting guests and as long as we're getting good guests and interesting guests, we want to keep going. We want to try and get more students involved, keep the students changing. We try and keep them in for maybe a few terms and then get some new students in who want to learn the skills as well. So, yeah, we plan on plan on keeping going. So we just recorded Steve Davis's podcast and that won't be released until um, September now because we our podcast goes in line with the school year. So if Easter will stop for a few weeks, we'll, we won't release any episodes during the summer holidays. And you personally, what are you doing sports wise? Currently still play cricket. So I play in Shrewsbury now. So I play for Column Cricket Club. And it's, yeah, it's a very good social club now. I just kind of play socially and we got promotion last year, which is fantastic. Um, and obviously aim for promotion again this year. Play a lot of golf as well now. Cricket is still my first my first passion. And we've just started doing our, well, a few weeks ago, started our, our nets and practicing in the winter. And so the cricket season is only a month away, just over a month away. So it soon comes around. Let's pray for a bit of sunshine. And um, yeah, so hope for a good season. Okay. Adam, it's been lovely chatting to you. Best of luck with the podcast uh, and best of luck with all the work at the school. I hope maybe someday you find your way back to Wales and um, deliver all your professional kind of work with uh, autistic children uh, in Wales, if that's at all possible. But uh, keep up all the good work. Brilliant. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. The TWS podcast ended up winning the Best Equality and Social Impact Podcast Award at the Sports Podcast Awards 2022. And the team were presented with their award at a virtual ceremony hosted on YouTube by ex-England rugby star James Haskell. I managed to catch up with Adam and two of the boys from the school, Harvey and Avtar, to ask them a few further questions. Um, congratulations, anyway, first of all, on being uh, British uh, Sports Podcast winners. Um, very well done. Thank you very much. Um, the first question I really wanted to ask you both was, what skills do you think you've developed whilst doing the podcast? For me, I think I've learned more um, coping with my reading. Um, before, I couldn't really read. I was a bit like a robot when I read, but I can read way much better now. Um, my listening skills definitely my patience um and i think mainly just my reading is the main thing okay and what have you had to read for the podcasts um harvey well there's been some complicated words that i found complicated and then i just like struggle on them or i'm just like uh, or like that so it's a bit confusing sometimes so then obviously i have to bit get a bit of confirmation about what that word is and so i think that's what i've worked on a lot Good job. Okay. Avtar, do you want to answer that one as well? Uh, yes, uh, because like, uh, yeah, because I use like full, uh, full sentence and we I get more reading and then um, 
just straight to it. Okay. The second question I had was, what sort of things will listeners to your podcast learn about the people you interview? What what kind of things are you asking them and what are they telling us? I think what what they say to us is, um, obviously, we learn about their future, we learn about their past, and we start off with questions that go from like the beginning of the career to the end of their career or to up the bit of the career that they're in today. And I think it's just very educational. If nobody likes sports, I think it's quite interesting to listen to because um, I'm not necessarily a big fan of sports, but I still listen to the podcast on weekends and I really like it. After? Um, the thing is that um, some people like in the past, in the future, I'm just interested about what's going on um, because like in the lives, like, I don't know, like, I just get into it and then um, I like it, really like it. What do you think listeners who came to your podcast would learn about autism or what would you like them to learn about autism if they listened to the podcast? Well, I think I, I would like to, people to get more recognition of my certain condition. Um, I've got something that we call PDA. and It's a very, like I would probably say, newly discovered type of autism. And there's only two handfuls of people that have it. And I think it just needs more recognition in the world and to understand them needs of PDA. Okay. And Avtar? Um, in the past, like, uh, I can't talk, like, because my mom's helped me. I do um, sign language, you know, and then I grow up and I just get talking, get better. Final question to you both. We, uh, we run a, a cricket podcast so I guess we're most interested in cricketers. But um, of all the people you've interviewed, who would you who would you recommend listening to on your podcast? Who are your favourite ones that you'd think people would enjoy hearing? Well, my favourite person that we've interviewed is quite um, a quite a famous person, and I've been looking up to him for ages. And his name is Paddy McGuinness. Okay. And Avtar, did you have a special person that you'd like to mention, or, or any that you thought were good? Um, any because the good is that uh, Fenty Flintoff, that one actually. <laughs> no, Freddie no, Flintoff. No, we have not spoken to Freddie Flintoff. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, um, maybe that. that's coming down the line. Hopefully, yeah, he's a good future guest. Maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. what about that, uh, Nasser uh, Hussein? Oh, Nasser Hussein, my friend. All right, okay. Well, that'll be a very good one for our listeners. Um, you know, they'd be very interested in that one. Okay, super. Thank you, boys, and congratulations on the podcast win. Very well done. Thank, thank you. Um, okay, and Adam, very quickly. Yep. Um, first of all, congratulations on a fantastic innings at the weekend. I hear a good start to the season. <laughs> yes, it was a very good start of the season. Yeah, so managed to score some runs and a very convincing win. So it was a good all-round team performance. Brilliant. Okay, and um, the future for the podcast now. Where are you heading, and what you're hoping to do? So, yes, yeah, season four starts next Tuesday. So, Tuesday the 4th of uh, May. So, yeah, we've got lots of great guests coming up. So, from a cricket point of view, we've got Ryan Sidebottom and Mark Butcher coming up in this series, along with lots of other great sportsmen and women from other different sports. Fantastic. Thank you ever so much for uh, uh, giving us the interview today, Adam. And uh, best of luck for the future. And very, very big congratulations on the podcast victory. Well done. Fab, thank you so much, Stephen. Appreciate it. Okay. That. All the best.
Have a great day, boys. Thank you very much. See you now. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks very much to Adam, Harvey and Avtar for contributing to this week's podcast. Next week, we head back down west when I'll be interviewing an Oscar winner. No, it's not Anthony Hopkins, but John Prickett, winner of an outstanding contribution to Cricket Award and long-time manager of Welsh schools and the national under-15s cricket team. John will be sharing some of his stories about the great game of cricket in the great country of Wales. So we look forward to seeing you then. Hoi bye for now.